Welcome to our Deloitte Legal Summer Trip podcast. My name is Moni. I'm your podcast host. And today, as you know, we are talking about a different country desk on our Deloitte Legal Summer Trip podcast. And today we are talking about the special cooperation with Spain. Germany and Spain have important economic ties. In 2020, Germany was the second most important trade partner of Spain, running second to France only. For German exports, Spain is the 12th most important country. Major Spanish groups have direct investments in Germany and vice versa. Moreover, Spain is a major hub for the Americans with its 400 plus million Spanish-speaking community. Given the historic and cultural differences, however, cross-border activities can be challenging, which is why at Deloitte Legal we have built a German-Spanish team dedicated to assisting entrepreneurs and companies in their activities in the corresponding markets. And today I'm sitting here with three lovely colleagues. One of them is Felix Felleisen. He is corporate M&A partner at our Düsseldorf office. And also Fernando Martinez, he is also a corporate M&A law partner. And last but not least, also a woman. Her name is Luca Conte. She is senior associate in the corporate M&A group located at Deloitte Legal's office at Palma de Mallorca. Talk about the country-specific characteristics, challenges, and opportunities. So, hey guys, thank you for joining our podcast, taking your time with me and talking about these important topics. Thank you. Good to be here, Moni. Yeah, thank you very much. It's a great pleasure being with you. Yeah, thank you. So, let's start with our first question. What are the particular legal challenges and core elements in your daily advisory practice? Well, maybe I take the first shot. And I guess I would rather want to start with opportunities than challenges. As we already mentioned before, historically, Spain and Germany have had strong ties. And thanks to the common European market, these ties have become a lot stronger and more important over the last decades. Today, we have more than 170,000 Spaniards living in Germany and more than 110,000 Germans living in Spain, which is quite surprising. But this is only the tip of the iceberg. I believe that there are still so many opportunities in cross-border business. Many groups have already made use of that. For example, in Germany, you can think of Telefonica's or Banco Santander's presence, or Volkswagen, Seat, Hochtief, ACS, or Siemens, Gamesa. But I believe that this is surely not only about global corporates. It's also about smaller and family-held enterprises who are very active as well. When it comes to challenges, because you also ask for the challenges, I believe that language, tradition, and general and business culture come in first with the, the still somewhat deviating legal systems, principles, and regulations to follow suit. Yes, Felix, thank you very much. And I really I couldn't agree more with you. There's a, a great influx of German investments into Spain and vice versa as well. And when coming into Spain or dealing with Spaniards, Germans sometimes, and many times I would say, struggle. This goes for individuals who want to acquire some real estate here and relocate to Spain, as much for companies and entrepreneurs who want to start doing businesses here and invest with Spanish people. And with a sufficient command of the Spanish language, things can really become very difficult. 
Yeah, of course. And this is why we believe that any investment should be well prepared. They, they should come with a sound strategy and started with sufficient professionalism or else things probably may go wrong. So you already talked about cultural differences, etc. Are there any particular pitfalls that our listeners should be aware of? Yes, definitely. It is not really nice to say of my own country, but Spain definitely is still a country of bureaucracy and red tape. This can make starting up a business and running it here quite complicated. If we look at external numbers, the World Bank reports ranks Spain in 97th position when it comes to starting a business. Well, things have become a lot better over the years. We must say this, it will still seem advisable to work with people who are familiar with the local, legal and business environment in order to avoid frustration. And Felix was intervention has already spoken about culture and language issues. And this is rather important here. Not many people speak English in Spain and not to say that almost none of them speak German. We struggle in the obtention of construction permits here in Spain, which is most of the times very challenging. Actually, World Bank ranking Spain as 79 position in this discipline. And it is a long procedure, taking a lot of time and cost to complete all formalities to build maybe just a simple warehouse. I mean, Spain is not as monolithic as people may think when looking at it from the outside. But the truth is that within Spain, we have diverse cultures, mindsets and languages and it is very important to know them and to get assessed in the place in which you are going to invest. Therefore, familiarity with regional laws and difference can be as important as interpersonal relationships. Yeah, and maybe then adding for Germany because um, unfortunately things are not completely different in Germany. Let's say when you look at Germany from the outside, many people still believe that we are very well organized and that is true. But again, this has also led to a certain trend towards some over-engineering and over-administering, which can really stifle business. So when it comes to starting business in Germany, World Bank ranks us in rank 125, so worse than Spain. And I don't think that many people who look at it from the outside would believe that this is the case. So while there are fantastic opportunities in the German market, there are also many administrative burdens and challenges to navigate. And looking, for example, into real estate matters, yes, it may be easier in Germany to get permits, but it's not that easy as people may think, and you need good advice to get everything through. And then you also face the challenge that Germany, with its relatively dense population, sometimes it can even be hard to find a suitable location and that said, when you work by the book and when you fulfill the requirements and you get the requisite permits, registrations, etc., everything can be secured without much ado and you can relatively easy start business and thrive in Germany. You told us about the pitfalls. Um, can you tell us about a specific case? How did you solve the problem at the end of the day? another recent job in which Fernand have worked, which was the sale of a photovoltaic plant in Mallorca that was sold by a German investor to a Spanish industrialist. 
I mean, the particularity of this project was that the sale was also joined by a criminal problem with the owner's previous accounting advisor. So we were able to work together between several teams in Spain, which allowed the sale, eliminating warranties for existing problems, and also at the end to formalize the legal actions against the previous accounting officer. Yeah, maybe, and I can also contribute an example. In our case, we had a Spanish family-owned undertaking that was about to invest in Germany and wanted to acquire undertakings by means of asset deals. And the group that was acting as the seller was in financial difficulties. So as part of that project and working alongside our Spanish clients, we had to provide our client with the information that our client needed to take a educated decision and as you may well imagine, that entailed numerous issues such as explaining concepts of German law and business culture, German attitude towards m and transactions, and also the Actio Pauliana rules, so the rules that are triggered when a company goes into insolvency and what that can mean to m and transactions, but also liability for the managing directors. This was quite challenging also because Spanish buyers typically ask for rather far-reaching representations and warranties in M&A deals, and German sellers are not always willing to grant these far-reaching representations and warranties. So let's say it also takes some intercultural action because you need to make your Spanish client understand how Germany works, and you need to make the German seller understand that Spaniards ask for certain things because they are used to it and then you need to find the golden path in the middle. Thank you for that. So we already received now your examples. We talked about pitfalls. We talked about other challenges and also opportunities. And maybe now a listener says, okay, I'm now interested to be active more in Germany or in Spain. What would be your recommendation to this listener or to our listeners who are interested in becoming active in Germany? Well, maybe just to follow up on what I just explained from our M&A project, I would say that how you act very much depends on the size and level of your organization or the client's organization. And then it's the typical stuff, which was also within our interview already discernible. So prepare a solid business plan, define your strategy, think of what you want to achieve within the next years, think of whether you have thought about cultural differences, think of what you need to do to hire employees in Germany, stuff like that. But then also make sure that you get familiar with German business culture, because if you're not, you can make mistakes and get professional advice. Sometimes investors tend for a rather unrealistic timing, and that should be avoided, of course. And also, you should make sure that when in Rome, act as the Romans, as they say. So make sure that whatever you do in German should be good German, and you should accept that rules may be different in Germany, and you should basically believe in what your advisors tell you and not try to apply your own German culture to Spain or your Spanish culture in Germany? Yeah, um, very much the same here. At the end, the most important thing is to get professional advice to see which options exist. 
for example, tax and transfer pricing consequences of starting business in another country can also be huge. So uh, we recommend to get advice in time regarding all relevant topics. At the end, it is better safe than sorry. So before we end our podcast now, if I'm visiting Germany or Spain on business or on holiday, what should I definitely not miss in these countries? It may be about personal preferences, of course. And Germany has so many things and so many wonderful regions with different history, dialects, mindsets, so that it is difficult to come up with one specific event or location that you should not miss out on. Many people would say the Oktoberfest is great. I'm not too much of a fan of the Oktoberfest, for example. <laughs> um, my personal recommendation would be actually to attend a Bundesliga match or even second division match in Germany, because with the right clubs, you can really have a fascinating experience. Thank you, Felix. I must say that I didn't follow your recommendation, but I did one of the things that you said, and I went to a St. Pauli's football game years ago. Uh, a second division game and it was a fantastic experience uh, being there totally different to any other game i have seen so really really good advice regarding spain uh, also here there are so many beautiful places it is easy to say especially for me that i live in mallorca that uh, mallorca and the other balearic islands are a must to visit in spain but not only because of the sun Uh, it is a great place to enjoy, nice summer, nice food, a very safe place nowadays. But also, but Spain has also many other things to offer. There are those fantastic historic cities in Andalusia, like Sevilla, Córdoba, Granada, uh, the white villages, that it is worth a visit. Also, the food there is fantastic. Uh, the weather is great. This is more or less what I could recommend. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> Luca, do you have anything to add? Yeah, well, I mean, from my side, I have personally been living in Germany for two years, in Berlin, actually, and I loved it. I loved the people there. It was very nice. I loved the culture, the city, which was incredible. I really enjoyed it, even if it was very cold during the winter and very hot during the summer. And yeah, I mean, you know, both Germany and Spain are uh, great countries very particular, their own cultures and historic traditions, but uh, they are both worth it to visit and know them. Thank you very much for that. I would just go for Mallorca, for example, just for the weather. <laughs> I am telling you. Maybe we can also add a recommendation for our younger listeners, because <laughs> I myself had the pleasure of being in Barcelona for 10 months when I was studying, I had a, a, a Erasmus scholarship. Mm. And I would say this is the best experience that you can have in your lifetime. That's a really great recommendation. Thank you, Felix, for that. So, dear listeners, we are at the end of our podcast. First of all, I want to thank you guys that you joined our podcast, talked with me about challenges, opportunities, pitfalls, and everything else, and also very good tips at the end of the podcast. So, thank you for the time you gave me and that you talked with me about these important topics. Thanks to you. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure being here. Happy to see you all in Spain. Happy sure. to see you all at the St. Pauli match. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I think that we had a, a really good time in here. Yeah, definitely.
So, dear listeners, thank you for joining our podcast, listening to our Deloitte Legal on Air Summer Special Podcast. If you liked the summer trip with us, you can definitely go on and listen to the other podcasts too. We have very interesting interviews with our other experts, so uh, we would be happy if you also would tune in to these other podcasts. And yes, if you have any feedback, questions, suggestions, please feel free to contact us via mail. I hope you will have a great summer. Have a nice day. Take care. Stay safe and listen to our podcast. Bye.